Welcome to another edition of the Rough Rider podcast. Um, tonight we have a, a 93 graduate, uh, maybe the strongest guy to walk the halls of TRHS, and uh, all-around nice guy and someone who coined the phrase stupid McNupid. Uh, Tre- Trevor Crossan, welcome to the show, buddy. What's happening? What's happening? <laughs> you remember- stupid McNupid. <laughs> Do you remember That's that? Awesome. <laughs> I get flashes of things. <laughs> You've got a hell of a memory. Every one of these I listen to, I'm like, man, he re- like when you talk about it, I'll remember it, you know, or certain stuff, but I'm amazed that it, you can just spit them, spitball them like that. It's impressive. Yeah, I, it, it's a blessing and a curse. Um, but I remember because that phrase was directed at me. <laughs> several oh. times so <laughs> well uh, i i figured during this podcast i would have to apologize for a few things i did during <laughs> high school and what? uh to a lot of people probably whatever <laughs> dude you're a good dude um well let's get started here won't you uh won't you tell everybody where you're calling from and in specific where you're living these days um, right now I'm sitting in Jefferson, Iowa, um, just dropped my boys at wrestling practice. Um, I live in Indianola, Iowa, which is about an hour and 30 minutes from Jefferson, but we drive up here four times a week. So I spend about, you know, 12 to 15 hours a week driving to practice. Wow. Um, That's a hell of a uh, commitment. Yes, it is. And we've been doing it, uh, we used to practice in Mason city. So we used to drive two and a half hours, one direction to practice, um, between Mason city and Indianola and Ames. We used to practice in Ames too with, with this club that we're with, but then, uh, about a year when the, the, when the Rona started, um, he bought his own facility here in Jefferson, um, like a 20,000 square foot facility. And, um, so now we have kids that travel from Wisconsin, South Dakota, Minnesota, all over Iowa um, to train here at Seabolt uh, Wrestling Academy is where my boys wrestle for. And it's, I mean, it's a big part of our life. It's where I spend, you know, most of my free time is waiting for these kids to get out of practice. Wow. You have to have a lot of faith in the coaches to put forth that kind of commitment. That says a lot. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, very special place i mean i think in the last um say in the last two months we've signed seven kids to wrestle for the hawkeyes wow um we already have three that grew up through this program wrestling for the hawkeyes other kids at iowa state um ohio state uh i mean we this program is a i mean it's the high level we have a lot of kids going d1 and um you know my youngest one started here in second grade so uh it's it's a hell of a commitment but it's uh hopefully you know i mean who knows they could quit and decide they want to play the tuba next week but you know right now right now it's what they're into and uh i support as long as they don't ever complain when it's time to get in the truck uh, and they do the work, I'll take them wherever they want to go as long as they're going to do the work. Yeah, that's awesome. So, hey, let's flash, let's, let's flash forward a bit, um, and let's say that when it comes time, you know, they're wrestling at state, and those boys are standing on the podium on that number one slot. You know, when they hand out the medals, they're on top of the podium. What's Trevor Crossan doing in that moment? Uh, 
um, probably um, more of a relief, um, just because uh, I'd say a relief because they we wrestle uh, the, the the state high school state is a good thing to win, but it is not our long term goals. You know their goals are our world teams. Um, we have teammates here that have been over to Russia and, you know, wrestled on world teams. Uh, I mean, we have kids, my boys have won national titles and, and stuff like that. So high school state, it, like to me, when I was in high school, you know, I was just like, I just want to qualify for state. Yeah. I'm like this. And this you summer, yeah. And, 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 you know, for me, that was a big thing, but like uh, this room's, you know, if I walk in there right now and say there's 40 kids in there, 37 of them are multiple time state champions and national champions. So, um, uh, the expectations have become much higher than a high school state title. Um, I'm not going to take anything away from a high school state title, but to me, if they don't win at least a few of them, we probably screwed something up along the way. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, and that's, and I know it's, that's kind of my religion. I mean, we're, we're a little messed up. I'll admit it. Um, <laughs> our priorities are a little odd. But it, it is what it is, you know. Well, the last time I saw you was in Carlisle at a wrestling yep. tournament. Yep. That was, and we bumped into each other. Yep, at the Lizzle. And yeah. uh, we were over there and, you know, probably what, like about three and a half, four, four years ago, three, four yeah. years ago. And, yeah. um, and we had not come to this facility yet. It took us two years to get in, um, wow. to, get, to get accepted here. And they finally got accepted and then everything's you know once the world i always said you know you know you think you're good drive farther you know it's it's if you you can be great in your town but you know what if you think you're good drive to the next town then drive to the next state and then drive a little farther you're always going to find somebody to whoop your ass yeah and uh and that's kind of been our theory since then and you know uh it's 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 uh i'd say it's it's the most time consuming part of what I do other than work. I just have to work to pay for, you know, travel. I guess. <laughs> yeah. So, and, um, so do the boys play any other sports? Um, at this point, no, do my older one, Mac, uh, he used to play soccer, but then he got red carded like four games in a row for fighting or head, th- you know, throwing somebody or Sounds so familiar. he retired. Um, retired. the other one, yeah, he retired at you know fourth grade from soccer. Um, <laughs> the other one, Kane, he's my he's my thicker of the two. He will play football, but I won't let him play football because I'm not a big believer that kids need to play football um, until probably like eighth grade. I'm surprised um, to hear that from you. Well, I just think I look at football as collision chess. Yeah. Um, and until, you know, the NFL's full of people that God gave a gift to. You're either X big, X fast, X strong, or you're not. Yeah. Um, football, to me, is not a skill sport. It's collision chess. Until you are big enough, strong enough, and fast enough, you're pretty, to me, I'm, I don't want to take the chance. And if, you know, if concussions are, you know, let's say you have 100 shots to your head in your life, I don't believe you need to use them up in third and fourth grade. Right. When it's not when it's not making you any money, um, so you, you might as well use those up. I think you can build the, the you know the foot speed and other sports, the 
wrestling will teach you the con- controlling another human, um, you know, all those things. So I'm not, I, I'm not against other people having their kids play youth football, but I just, I'm not the biggest believer in it. And most, the funny thing is most of the guys I know that played, um, you know, college and beyond, you know, buddy of mine that played for Patriots for 12, 13, you know, 12 years, whatever, he doesn't believe his kids need to be playing football until, you know, seventh, right. eighth grade either. Yeah. We've heard so, Kurt Warner say it too. And he had multiple concussions. Um, yeah. And, and concussions are no joke. I mean, right. sometimes I'm driving to Waukee and I end up in Newton and you're just like, Hey, what the fuck am I in Newton for? Well, on a developing but, brain as well, you know, <laughs> on these yeah, kids. It, mine's probably still developing. <laughs> well, I'm going to have a uh, Dr. Nick Sumsky on at some point. He had to reschedule. Um, a couple, yeah. a couple weeks ago or days ago, but when I do have him on, that is something because I think brain is is something that he is an expert in. So I'll be sure to ask him, and and we'll be able to hear what he has to say about that. Um, that is an impressive human right there. I yeah. mean, Nick Sumsky. I tell people we had one kid; he got a perfect SAT or a whatever <laughs> ACT. I'm like, now he's the head of this and this. I'm like, you know that? Yeah, I'm just carpenter that cuts wood with two little lunatics and two daughters and you know i don't got a lot too too impressive going on uh, that's not true i disagree with that wholeheartedly <laughs> all right let's rewind a little bit here um we know you went to south dakota because yep. we've heard we've heard from the other two rough riders that uh, you went there with <laughs> me um, Dontrell, and jeter all moved in to a single dorm room at the end of third floor richardson and found out within the first, you know, three weeks that two little cornerbacks do not need near as much sleep as a, you know, 280, 300-pound car. <laughs> so we decided we would not be roommates anymore to save our friendship. Yeah. Uh, we, <laughs> I, I still love those two dudes, but we did not do well living under the same roof. <laughs> uh, from the way Jeter tells it, he didn't sleep at all. No, uh, it's possible. I mean, like I said, I needed more sleep than that. I don't know what they were doing at all hours of the night, but I can't make it through a practice unless I go to bed, and those two didn't need much sleep. <laughs> That's awesome. So you played football up there. And yep. then, I, mean, I was there just... five years with uh, – you know, Jeter left that first year, and me and Don, Don Trell didn't redshirt. So he played some right away, and I redshirted. So I played one year longer than Don Trell. He got done in 92, I got or 97. I got done in 98. Okay. So, yeah. So let me rewind a little bit, I, and I, I apologize for doing this. And I asked no, uh, cool. <laughs> I, I ask, uh, Don Trell the same question. If you had played – at like a Dowling or a Valley where the facilities and the coaching might've been a little better. And obviously there's going to be more eyes on you. Do you think the scholarships would have been more prevalent prevalent? Um, I'd say a little bit, but at the same time, I'm saying that I graduated and then turned 18 after we graduated. I know. Um, and you know, like Kevin Wilson's like a year and two months older than me. <laughs> um, <laughs> You know, so I was, I have a son, my youngest son, he's a May birthday too. So when it came time to send him, my wife's like, well, I'm going to send him to kindergarten. I was like, oh, fuck, no, you're not. Yeah. Because that extra year is worth a whole lot of money. Yeah. On um, both sides, like development and athletic. Yeah. And, and especially with boys, you know, boy, at least 
my boys are not the sharpest tools in the shed. Um, so, you know, giving them an extra year to mature mentally and physically. Um, I love, I love our coaches at Roosevelt. I mean, my, my oldest son, his name, his name is Mac, Mac Michael Crossan. He's named after Mike Nickerson. Nice. My, I knew, I knew you young, had a close relationship youngest, with him. Yeah. My youngest son is Kane. So you put their two yeah. names together. It's McCain. Yeah. After Dan McCain. So, I mean, obviously those two, Mike Nickerson means a lot to me. Like he set me, I probably never would have gone to college without Nickerson sitting down and kind of, uh, you know, my freshman year, I'm, you know, a bigger kid, but goofy skateboarder, freaking army know, jacket. Weed. Yeah. Smoking some weed behind quick trip and doing whatever. And I mean, Nickerson was like, Nope, you're going to play football and you're going to wrestle. And I never had any interest in wrestling. It, it, not at all. I just wanted to, you know, mess around and, and Nickerson kind of set forth, uh, you know, gave me, gave me a purpose and, and a lot of guidance. Um, so I, you know, the, to answer that question would have been different at a different school, maybe a little, but at the same point for me personally, the year would have made a bigger difference. Cause I taught, you know, I visited Iowa, Colorado, um, where else? I mean, all the big schools were telling me, you're going to weigh 320 pounds and you're going to be a guard. And I'm like, hell no, I play defense. I'm never playing guard. Funny thing is I go to South Dakota two years later, I'm 330 pounds and I'm playing guard. Right. So, I mean, and my parents were hippies, so they didn't really guide my decisions at all. Your Um, dad's awesome, by the way. He's a good dude, but he has no knowledge when it comes to recruiting or sports or, yeah. You know, right now, Don Trell could write a goddamn book on how to get kids to, you know, college yes, football. That's He's true. got three kids. So Don Trell's got this knowledge set up. And and if you haven't been through it, I think uh, you definitely need some guidance, you know. He and should start, he should start a business, really. I mean, there's there is there a business out there that guides kids? I don't know, but he could do oh, it for sure. Yeah, there is. There's one called NSCA, which uh, you'll see at a lot of bigger events and they help set up there, you know, and it's a different world with the internet. Now these kids can, they can go on huddle. I can pull up every, you know, outside linebacker in the state of Iowa. If I want to watch every play ever snapped on huddle, I can watch it. That's true. That's true. But, um, I love those coaches and I won't take anything away from them. I, you know, it'd be more, it'd be more. I would have liked to been a year behind us, uh, just so I could have one more year to, you know, I was real close to getting some other offers, and I had other like D two schools and one double. I went to South Dakota because I had two buddies that were going there, yeah. and they said I could play defense. And every big school said I was going to be a guard, but two years later, I was a guard anyways. So, you know. So, did, have you told Nickerson and McCain that, about your boys' names? Oh yeah, good, yeah. good. I, I I probably talked back and forth with uh, Nickerson. I don't know, maybe a couple times a year on Facebook or, you know, when he's in town, we'll text. We haven't gotten together. Um, we've tried to a couple times, but he had, you know, when he comes back, he's got family stuff. Because that, uh, John, uh, when Holy was on, he calls him Nick Nickerson. Because John, John did not get along with Nickerson very well. Because John was always an in-school suspension. <laughs> um, 
when I, when I go up there to Nickerson's and sit behind the desk and John would be on the other side of the desk and in school and I'd be watching film, I'd kind of, I'd kind of mess with John a little bit, you know, maybe throw something at him and, and then, then he'd get in trouble by Nick. And, but <laughs> so yeah, Nickerson's, he was a big part of growing up, you know? Yeah. So you go to South Dakota state, you graduate, then what do you, what do you find? What do you uh, decide to do? Um, I I started off as a criminal justice major just because I thought, well, honestly, I'd never really planned going to college. Like, I just wanted to play football. Like, the college part was there. Yeah. Um, but so I started off as a criminal justice major. I get maybe my fourth year, and they inform me, hey, you're not on track to graduate. So you're like, oh, shit, what can I graduate with? Right. Um, and they said, well, you can do exercise science, like, you know, recreation major. You have enough random weird credits like rappelling off the dome roof or coaching <laughs> classes or, you know, a square dancing class I had. Um, <laughs> so I transferred over to that one, um, get done, and I coached outside linebackers there when I first got done because I was thinking, okay, I'm going to go coach. You know, I was kind of done playing. I was thinking I was going to go coach. And I coached outside linebackers there for, as like a graduate assistant for, I don't know, a year. Um, then one of our coaches get hired, got hired at a school out in Pennsylvania, um, Allegheny College out in Pennsylvania. So it's up in like northern Pennsylvania. So I go out to Allegheny. Huge hotbed. Huge hotbed. Well, it, it's it, it's a you know I I'd lived in Pennsylvania before I'd moved to Iowa, so it was like kind of like okay, let's get away. It was hard to coach the guys I played with. Yeah, you know, so it's yeah. like let's get away from here. So I went out there for a little while. Um, Chris, my wife, who I'm married to now, was still in South Dakota because she's two years behind me in school. Um, so I was out in Allegheny for a season. And I really didn't like it. It was, uh, it was D3. Um, it was a little different for me because, um, like kids are missing practice cause they have a class and <laughs> like in, in my mind, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? You know, and you, you have classes in the morning and then you come to practice and then the coach is like, well, you understand they're paying like 50 grand a year to go here. They're not on scholarship. And I was like, right. yeah, I don't, I don't like this. I didn't. You know, I, I didn't quite fit that. You know, these, I tried these kids to, aren't dedicated. Well, they just had different goals. Like, right? I'm probably I'm probably building houses for all those fucking kids now. They're <laughs> doing better than me in life. It's just we had we had a different theory on what practice was and when exactly. it was time to lift where they were. So I left there, uh, came back to South Dakota, <laughs> um, started working on my masters again, um, coached another spring there. And then I was sick of being broke. So I started doing bail bonds with a buddy, two, two guys I played with. So then we started doing bail bonds. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> and that was an adventure. Oh, man. Give, give me one story from there. One that stands out. Oh, um, so we got. So there's Zach, my buddy Zach, who's about like me, big guy, you know, 6'3", 300. 
Then we have the Samoan buddy, Jay, who's like 5'10", 370. Oh, um, my. And we're, we, we always rolled in Zach's white Cadillac. So it wasn't real hard to pick us out in South <laughs> Dakota. Between We had an office in Sioux Falls, had an office in Sioux City. And eventually we ended up expanding down into Des Moines. Um, but we had somebody skip on us um, at one point. Uh, they weren't husband, wife, but boyfriend, girlfriend. I can't even remember their charge. But when when you put up the bond on somebody, you know, you pay me 10% and then I take a quick claim like on your house, yeah. you know, to leverage the rest of it. And if you don't, your kid, you know, like if you bailed out your son, then your kid doesn't show up to court, then either I got to find your kid or I'm going to take your house. Right. So we had those two skipped and, you know, mom didn't know where they were. Nobody knew where they were. So we go to their house, me, Zach and Jay, and we start, you know, this is my first experience with it. Zach been doing this forever. And Zach's like, start throwing the furniture on the lawn. So we go up and he's like, I don't know where he's at. I don't know where he's at. So me and Jay just walk in the house, take a couch, launch it into the front yard. <laughs> We're like, it's our house now. You better figure out where they are. And as we keep throwing her shit in the, eventually she magically knew where they were. Right. Oh yeah. So we head out to go get them where we think there are. We end up in a high speed chase through all around outside of Sioux city, then back into Sioux city where cops are chasing us. And I'm on a, I'm on a cell phone, you know, like an old star you know, the original flip phone Yeah. Tell the dispatcher, Hey, you know, tell, you know, whatever car four thirty two to take the car in front of us. We're bondsmen chasing this, that, us. So then we drop back, let them try to, take him because Zach's theory was he wasn't going to T-bone that little Chevette they were running in and his Cadillac. He didn't want to ruin his Cadillac. Exactly. So, I mean, long story short, we end up, we end up basically like a version of cops. They end up jumping out of the car in a trailer park in Sioux city. And we take off after one and the cops take off after the other one. We end up getting them both. Then the cops want to fight us on, you know, well, we caught this one. You don't get your money back. And, Oh. All their but it ended up being on the Sioux City because we went to the bar afterwards because you're so jacked up. You just got in a high-speed pursuit. You know, Zach screaming at me to shoot out the window. You know, shoot the tires out. I'm like, dude, <laughs> I can't hit fucking tires going 80 on gravel, you know? I'm like, this isn't the Dukes of Hazard, <laughs> You know, and can you take the wheel? I'm like, what the hell no? You know, we're not shooting at the fucking car. That's amazing. But, uh, so we go to the bar, and you're so jacked up on adrenaline. And the biggest thing I remember that night is sitting there in the bar and I'm starting to, you know, I don't drink it. I haven't drank for about eight years now, but we're sitting in the bar and, you know, I'm starting, we're kind of getting tuned up. And then I kind of turn and my, my shoulder holster hits the chair next to me. I'm like, I'm still carrying and I'm half drunk. I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. You sober. You, we, I sobered up real quick right then. Uh, decided we needed to go put all the guns in the trunk of the Cadillac before we could proceed on our party for getting the people back in jail. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Yeah. Good call on the weapons. It kind of freaked me out. I mean, it, I remember to this day, just like instant sober. You're like, Oh shit. Um, this is bad. This yeah. is bad. So get done doing bail bonds. Uh, end up moving to Des Moines with Zach to open open a bond shop right downtown, you know, uh, the Ruan building where that Spivey's uh, drug store on the main floor of the Ruan building. 
Yeah. We're we're right around the corner on the main floor there for a while and uh, did that for a little while. <laughs> and uh, Zach still kept doing bonds. I, I left and moved out to California. Really? Uh, yeah, moved out to California. What took you uh, out there? Uh, my dad was living out there, and bail bonds was really fun and a lot of adrenaline, but it was also like, my wife, who was still, she had just finishing up school, or maybe she had like half a semester left. She did not like the idea of uh, uh, being married to me when I, when, you know, that was a different lifestyle. Um, yeah. You know, the cops don't really like you because you can do stuff they can't do. The guys you're chasing don't like you. And mostly you're just bored sitting in an office waiting for somebody to call in a drunk driving thing, you know. But every now and then it got a little squirrely. Um, so I decided I wasn't going to keep doing bail bonds and moved out to California, um, trying to figure out what I wanted to do, you know, looked at some other coaching jobs again. I ended up doing construction out in California for a while just for something to do, and that's kind of where I've stuck since then. Is You know, I kind of figured, hey, I don't want an office job. Um, I will not do well in an office job. I don't like to wear those skinny socks and fancy shoes. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I can talk how I talk. Like, I can't go in an office job. I, I cuss too much. I say a lot of shit that's going to, you know, irritate people. And it's a little – so I just – kind of fell into this and decided, Hey, I can actually make a good, decent living and, uh, and never have to sit at a desk. The work you, know? you do as, as Dick Ron mentioned, the work you do is absolutely amazing. Like wow. it is top notch. I don't, I don't have the superlatives. It is good. Like you need to post more. Like people need to see that because it is very nice. I appreciate that. Um, the, I will just say I got very, um, when I went on my own, like 20 years ago or whatever it is now that, you know, I got stuck in some monster houses where the builder would be like, Hey, I want to barrel this and curve this and do that. And he'd walk out and I'm like, I have no fucking clue how to do that. But by struggling through it in those first years and figuring it out, um, we've had the opportunity to get better because of the scale of houses and the design stuff, you know, we, you know, that, that I draw up or that we do. And so I'm just happy I get to create something and, you know, make enough money. I can go home. That's the whole goal every day. Make enough money. You can go fuck home. Cause that's really what we all want to do anyway. Yeah. It's, it's good stuff, man. Um, I'll, Going I'll say back that. to Dick Ron real quick. I yeah about his dad because dick ron is my catcher in raccoon valley little league i loved dick ron's dad yeah he was awesome and hearing him that's what's great about this like i said brings up these memories that you're like man that you know i wouldn't i hadn't thought of dick ron or his parents or that house you know they lived in and a long time but it just kind of brings up all this stuff and it, it it's this is this is awesome what you're doing well i can say that you're one of the first people um, if not the first that congratulated me and, and told me that you enjoyed the podcast. And I, I really appreciate that. Um, you reached well, out and you declined. I mean, not many people know this, but you declined to be on the podcast at first. And I don't blame you. I mean, you didn't know what you were getting into because it was so fresh and new. But after hearing a couple, I'm glad you decided to come on. And I appreciate the kind words so early. 
it wasn't wasn't that i declined because of anything you were doing it's just like we have all these people you know uh like nick sumsky we have these people doing amazing shit and uh and i mean we all have a story to tell but at the same point i'm like man we got some heavy hitters and you know that we went to school with and and that I'd love to hear from. I listen to podcasts for about fifteen hours a day. I throw in headphones and I cut wood. Sure. Because I don't really, I don't really enjoy talking to a whole bunch of people, anyways. So I mean, that's so I listen to podcasts all day. And when I listen to yours, I mean, you're doing a great job. I mean, you're you're not quite a Rogan yet, but you're working on it. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate the the kind words, brother. I really do. Um. So let's let's go back. Um. Let's go back to Roosevelt a little bit. Um, yeah. Did you go to the reunion? I've been there. What there was one at Wellman's, and then there was one downtown somewhere, right? Like on that little the official where one, that yeah. used to be. Yeah, I think I've been to both of them. Nice. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh no, one was like up in a hotel above like Raccoon River. One that was yeah. So okay, I got them both. Yeah, I enjoyed them and catching. I mean, even though I live, well, now I live in Indianola, I don't see a lot of people. Like, uh, Pat Hinchcliffe used to work with me. Yeah. Um, and, so, you know, like, uh, you know, Berkeley's a real good friend of mine. Holy is. Um, Brett McCormick, Jeff Chavans, but he, I don't, Tim Finley, but I don't even see any of them barely because we're just, I mean, you know what it's like. You got a bunch of kids. Yeah. When you're all running different directions, It'll be six months, you know, well, we didn't have a birthday dinner this year. All right, maybe next year we'll get together. And, I mean, it, it, it'll slow down. There, All those kids are going to leave us eventually, and we're going to be bored as shit. Right, and, and you'll be able to drink, like, coffee with them in the hy cafeteria at, eight, at 7 <laughs> in the morning, like the old-timers do right now. Yeah, I, but, I could see me sitting at the Casey's, you know, at one of the tables in the morning with the farmers. But But, but if you ran into those guys... Any of those names that you just dropped, if you ran into them, it would be like you just saw them last week. Like there, you pick up oh. right where you left off. Oh yeah, well, I get together with most of those guys. I try to, if I'm in Des Moines, you know, I'll just text one of them. Hey, you want to grab lunch? Because I'm actually in town. Because a lot of times I'm not in Des Moines itself, you know. Yeah. So I, if I have time, I, I always try to reach out to somebody. I mean, you're only 15 miles from me. Yeah. Over in. The- over in Carlisle, you know, yeah. I'm south of Indianola, but um, yeah, you're not too far. But I mean, I drive, I drive like I'm a trucker. It's retarded. I mean, my truck's got like 280 thousand miles on it. It's three and a half years old. Oh wow! So it's not like I can't go visit somebody if there's time. Yeah. Um, yeah. When you run into people that you went to school with, like listening to Kim Carson or any of these people you've had, you know, it's, it's great to catch up with people. And Roosevelt was like, everybody said it, it was a very special place. Um, we, we actually lived right across the street here before we moved down to Indianola. We lived right across the street on the footbridge. So like right behind where Brett McCormick grew up, I lived, I bought the house behind his grandma for a while. I didn't know that. Yeah. And I'd planned for my kids to go to Roosevelt and all this. And yeah, and I think my time in South Dakota kind of made it where, like, I don't think I can live in town. Um, like, I tried. I was like, I want my kids to go to Roosevelt. I want to do this. But, like, all the people around it, like, I can't do this shit. We got to get out of town. Yeah. So we live, we have, you know, 
you know, 12 acres of pond, outbuilding. So, I mean, my kids walk outside and pee on the front porch. I mean, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think we could live. Yeah. Um, yeah, that might be pushing it a little bit. Yeah, we're, they're not domesticated. Um, <laughs> so, so, I do like it when I do, you know, I, I, I'd always planned on that because I love that school. Um, and now we're Indians right now, and you're just like, Jesus. I don't like purple very much, right. but it is what it is for now. And uh, we'll see. Think, things change quick, depending yeah. on you know, what opportunities happen and stuff like that. Give me a good high school memory. <laughs> like, everybody's got this TP and stuff, and I'm like, I don't know if I ever went TP in because it must have been like, I took football games pretty serious. So if it was happening like during you know, football, I wasn't going to be fucking out there. It, it was um, during the week of, of homecoming. So it was starting yeah, like Monday and it was every night. I was probably in my basement alone, like bench pressing and listening to Megadeth. Um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know, I don't remember like TPN, you know, I mean, just little stuff like, you know, John Morgan, he was one of my best friends in high school, you know, and I was the big dude and John was the little dude, but John was stronger and shit and crazy and, you know, I remember getting John to wait for wrestling tournaments where we'd put him in a rubber suit. Yep. We'd roll him. We'd roll him in a wrestling match and we, we'd a wrestling mat and we'd jam that wrestling mat, the open end, like a cigar, into a heater and we'd cook his little ass. Those open uh, vents. I remember him jogging the halls in that rubber suit. Oh, we we stuck him in the wrestling room, like torpedoed him into that heater and just cooked him inside of that thing. Or, <laughs> You know, Ben cutting weight at his uncle's house where I'm outside because I'm a heavyweight. I can eat whatever the hell I want. And I'm outside the sauna, maybe eating a Casey's pizza, who knows. And I hear a clunk and this bad smell. And I open the door and Ben's unconscious with the floor with a giant scar across his thigh because he went unconscious and burned himself on the heating unit. Oh, shit. So, yeah, it just smelled, you know, just dead burnt flesh and, you know, a sauna. And he wakes up and just starts screaming. <laughs> but you're like, oh shit, you went out, bud. But uh, oh man, it, it, you know, just, just yeah, a lot of a lot of stupid stuff. But it, it, I'm trying to think. Just you know, there's so much stuff we did, and a lot of stuff I probably shouldn't have done. But well, yeah, that's a I given. I don't think I ever, you know, if I ever did really do anything bad to somebody, it was probably just me being a jackass and playing around. Um, then then knowingly do anything too bad i don't think you didn't so i <laughs> i do want your side of the minnesota trip story the only basketball game i've ever been to is that basketball game yeah Shaq uh, is a rookie yeah and leitner yeah yeah true. there too and i remember you know and yeah it was it was you know it was like a group we just kind of like threw together and and i i tell my i think i told my kids like two weeks for the podcast and we went down and we got on the floor and I remember he was so goddamn big. Yeah. And like, you know Shaq? I said, yeah, somehow we got on the floor and I have no clue how we got on the floor. It didn't last long. We were ushered out of there, but we did. <laughs> well, and then like, see, I, I don't think I got in the casino cause I would have been 17. And that's correct. That's so, what we were talking about. I didn't, we didn't yeah. want to drop names, but it was you and it might have oh, yeah. been somebody else. Cause it was April. And yeah. uh, you were, I, you were I was, not old enough. I was 17, so I didn't go in the casino. And uh, 
I mean, I remember, I don't remember Kevin's mom coming to get him. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> don't you, we were, it was, it was after the game because we had already been to the game and we're in the room and we had two rooms. So we we're all in one room at that point. And all of a sudden yep. the phone, the phone rings and like, who the hell's calling us? So we answer it. I can't remember who answered. I feel like Pete answered it. And he's yep. like, yeah, uh-huh. Okay. So he hands it to Kevin and Kevin doesn't say much and he hangs up and he starts putting his shoes on and getting his stuff. We're like, what the hell is that? And he's like, uh, all of a sudden there's a knock at the door. And he's like, it's my mom. She came up here to get me. Like, what? Like, and he didn't say what he did, but I remember him handing you money to buy him shoes at the Nike outlet. Like, that was his concern. Hey, those green, they were green Nikes. They were white Nikes with the green Nike swoosh on them. He wanted you to pick those up for him at the Nike outlet size 10. Like, dude, you're, you're getting... Your mom drove four hours up here to get you and is driving four hours back. We didn't know he'd been kicked out of school. No, and that's I, – I, now that we talk more about it, I do get, like, flashes. I mean, the main thing I remember about that trip was it was a long way up there because back then four hours was forever. Yeah. You know, like, shit, driving to Bondurant felt like it was six days away. Right. But I mean, we all – you know, my life – I grew up on 41st Woodland, so my life revolved around Ingersoll. I remember that, you know, that long trip up there, and I remember seeing Shaq, and yes, first basketball game I'd ever been to, and the last. Yeah. <laughs> and I pride, I pride myself on that. When everybody asks, you gonna go watch girls basketball? I'm like, oh hell no, <laughs> I'm stick, I'm sticking with Shaq. That's yeah. it. <laughs> that's that's a feather in your cap. Yep. Yep. All right. All right. Any regrets from high school? Um. Not, not like uh, socially or anything like that. Like I regret I didn't work more on like foot speed, and I just spent more. I I just wanted to live in a weight room. Um, <laughs> I regret that I didn't like yeah work work foot speed and footwork drills and stuff like that. Let me um, recap. Let me recap this right now. Any regrets from high school, Trevor Crossan? I didn't work more on my foot speed. Well, is, is the answer. If, Oh. In the long term, that's what costs you money. You know? <laughs> oh my! Oh damn it! Let's let's chalk that one up right now, Mike. Oh. I'm gonna. If you're listening at home, star this on the board. The only yeah. re- the regret Trevor Cross has is not working on his foot speed. That is oh, amazing. It it was easy just to sit in the weight room and hang out with McCain. You know yeah. that guy was hilarious, and I mean. I remember, so in high school, here's a funny story with McCain. So in high school, I don't know, maybe junior year before senior year, uh, I benched 405, and McCain's there. Oh, I remember. And and McCain's, you know, kind of, oh, you think you're pretty big. And he sits down and lays on the bench, and he does it like 17 or 19 times, and he racks it. And then he, like, pats me on the back. He's like, big man, huh? (laughs) I'm just like, you son of a bitch. (laughs) Pops the strongest, your human, strongest human on the earth talking crap to a 16 year old <laughs> but you know it it was awesome to have guys like that that you could have a relationship where you could joke like that you know yeah and and it, it's it was something pretty special and that's somebody i haven't caught up with is coach mccain and uh i'm not sure why you know do you think being you said your dad was a hippie and your parents were hippies. Do you think that he filled a void then, sports and athletic wise, that you didn't get or have? I think 
I think I needed guidance, um, like uh, something that I could uh, needed something to put my time into and focus my energy, other than uh, you know just random, you know, high school or, or middle school, you know, shenanigans or you know throwing bricks off freeway bridges of cars or the shit we were doing when we were in middle school. Well, maybe you guys weren't. I was. Um, <laughs> some of those things, you know, you're like, I need somebody to focus that. And, and I'd say they, they definitely did that for me. Um, and so I, yeah, so I named my boys after those two. That's, that's how important both of them were in, in, in my life. And, uh, you know, and maybe I didn't live up to expectations. Be nice to tell the story if, you know, I was sitting here with three Pro Bowl rings or something like that, but now nah, I'm just a carpenter that cuts wood. Uh, you cut very nice wood and what you do is just fine but don't don't ever mistake that we, we cut we, we got rich people that like to pay us so that's okay that helps absolutely <laughs> yeah yeah um so you told us a little bit about the um the bondsman job any any jobs that i mean because that's not a, a bad job i would say but is there any crap jobs that you've had since high school just shit jobs uh, one year in college, uh, I worked on the kill floor of a beef meat packing plant. Um, and I can tell you where cereal, where serial killers are built. And it's yeah. on a of a, where you're shooting a, you know, a bolt gun into a cow's spinal column and watching them drop. And then you're standing in four inches of coagulated blood. Um, that's the worst job I've ever had. But then at the same point, then it makes you realize, Hey, my life's not that fucking bad, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah. Something like that will harden you pretty quickly. The, they only or, let or you break you. In there. They only let you stay on the kill floor for like maybe, it was in, you could only be there for maybe time. Cause I was like, you don't want to be in there a year. You'll come out of there as Dexter. Yeah. You know, you're, you're not <laughs> wired right. If, if you get, if you get too used to that and you're just like, Hey, this is awesome. You're, you're something's going on in your head. Right. That's yeah. that's probably the worst job I ever had. I did work at KB Toy Store in Merle Hay Mall for one no. summer. Yeah, I came back from college and kicked it at KB Toy Store for one year while Justin was working over there at that, the FUBU shop around the corner, and you were probably at Felix and Oscars in the other building. <laughs> yes, I was. So was Sarah Wood's dad still the manager there? Oh, I cannot tell you. I know that it was... Because Power Rangers were big. So that was like when Power Rangers were crazy. And like when I'd have to go unload the truck like 6 a.m. and there'd be 800 or not 800. There'd be 20 people out there trying to get in the Blue Ranger. Oh, you know, boy. I'm like, man, I could probably hawk one of these for like 300 bucks and not have to work this week. <laughs> but, you know, there was always an assistant manager or somebody with me when I probably should have just hijacked the, the Ranger load. Right. You could have retired. You, you wouldn't have to be talking to me right now. No, no, just put all on Bitcoin and let it ride. <laughs> all right. So um you got any guilty pleasures? I can't imagine you do, but there's gotta be something. I don't have a lot of time. I mean, I have four kids. I got a sophomore in high school, um, my oldest daughter Ryan, I got my twins, Mac and Macy, and then I got Kane, my youngest. Um, they keep me pretty busy and then honestly when I'm not with them. I got to cut wood because I've been self-employed for 20 years. I don't have vacation. Um, yeah. Nobody pays me when I leave. Um, I, you know, other than I chew a whole lot. 
I have since I since shit since Roosevelt. I probably chewed a can, can and a half or two a day, but I haven't drank in probably ten years. So guilty pleasures. I just like to watch my boys and my kids compete. You yeah. know, and I think that's a lot of parents. I just I just want to see them. I tell them all the time, my time's over. You know, dad's time's over. My job's to you know eat shit and cash checks, and you guys got to go perform now. And you know, I just focus on them. Um, that's my guilty pleasure. I just want to see my kids do well in life and, and and attack things in front of them and move forward, you know. And work on their foot speed, right? <laughs> they, believe me, <laughs> they, my these little fuckers have outworked me by a thousand times, and they're just they're just kids. You this know? whole generation's a different breed, though, man. They're so focused now. When we had like many tasks, like these kids zero in, and they're so good at it. It's it's a whole different yeah. breed. It, it is different. Like, you know, you can, you can watch, especially in the, like, you, you can watch a 13 year old now. And if you blur your eyes, you'd swear he was a college kid from 10, 15 years ago. Yeah. Uh, not by their size, but by their skill set and their movement patterns. And, and, you know, but it's the amount of time they're putting in. It's also, if my dad, if I would ever ask my dad, Hey dad, I want to go to this place. That's an hour and a half away, and I want to wrestle there four times a week. My bad, my dad would have been like, "Fuck off," you know, and he would never would have done it. But we're all we're all the parents that are like, "Okay, we'll do it for you." I mean, yeah. we're just like, "All right," you know, and but it, that's okay, you know. It's just a different time. Can I say that wrestling parents are a different breed, and not have oh, that yeah. be offensive? No, no, no. I'm, I understand. I'm, I'm, I'm a little off with how much passion, you know, but honestly, I'll tell you one thing, the higher the level, like you go to like super peewee state where it's kindergarten and below or second grade and below. It's insane. There's mom screaming, rip his head off, Bobby, you know, it's, yeah, yeah. It's nuts. but the higher level, like we just got back from North Carolina two weeks ago, with a tournament called super 32 where, I mean, you win that tournament, you're the number one kid in the nation. Um, you know, high school wise, middle school wise, the, the the parents are a lot more calmed down at the higher levels because they understand what it really takes to get to that level. Um, uh, so it does calm down. You've seen it at its worst at the local gym tournaments where, right. where you know, you, they don't quite have the skill, but their parents think they're going to go to the Olympics. Um, <laughs> parents are still wearing their letterman jackets from school and they're like, you know, 35 but they're trying my to show up. Asked, asked if I had one the other day, and I was like, honestly, I have no clue. I know where my football helmet is from college if you want to wear that, but I don't know where a letter jacket would be, you know? These parents, man. Well, and, they're, and it, they are. But, I mean, I get it. You're cheering for your kid, but some of them, like, holy smokes, like, takes it to a different I, level. I barely make any noise when my kids compete because, you know what, my, in my mind, by the time they're out on the mat, Yep. I'm not going to change anything. They've already exactly. put in time. If they're going to get exposed, they're going to get exposed, and we'll deal with that afterwards. But me screaming something at them and acting like a retard is not going to freaking help the situation. Agree 100%. And I coach baseball, so when I'm standing out on the – because we can still kind of get on the other side of the fence. We coach third or first base. There's no yep. point in yelling at a kid who's in the batter's box because if he hasn't done the work already – you're just going to screw him up. Like you've put the work in now, just trust him to do it. You have these, get your elbow up, watch it. Uh, tuck. You know I mean? Yeah. It, you're just going to put more stuff into yes. their head, slow right. down, slow them down. And it'd be a lot, sports are a lot, sports are a lot better when the parents step back, you know, and 
I brought my kids here because I don't want to be in their corner. I don't, yeah. I don't, I'm not a wrestler. If they play football, I have a lot more to offer, but I was a wrestler. I was a football player that wrestled. I could headlock you or bear hug you or I was probably going to fucking lose. They were seven years old. They were already better than I was in high school. So it was like, hey, we got to go somewhere else. Because me, me not being, especially my oldest son's coach, you know, he's 13 now. Um, that has saved our relationship because me and him weren't going down a good path. Right. Because uh, I was hard on him all the time, just hammering him, hammering him. And it was, you know, I was hard on him to make, in my mind, because I loved him to make him better. But it was going to destroy. He was either going to leave the sport or leave me. And uh, me stepping away and just being the dad that pays and drives, um, th- that has saved our relationship. And I can't thank uh, TJ, who runs this place, enough for saving my relationship with my oldest son. That's good for you to recognize that because not all do. I mean, there's a lot of arrogance in being a parent and thinking you know best and can teach best. I take my kid to lessons too. Like I want him to hear as many voices as he can to make him better. Like I don't know it all. And I'll be the first to admit that. They also need to be, they need to learn to take criticism because from another person, they're not going to be coached by dad in high school. They're not going to be coached by dad in college. And kids that spend their whole life being barked at by dad, when the first new voice enters their head, they just shut down. Right. And, and I did mention that I do coach my son. He's 10. Yeah. So I do coach oh, yeah. him in, in baseball and basketball. When we hit the car, that's when I become dad. Like, it's more, uh, that's when I start asking him questions. How do you think you did? What do you think you can work on? Like, because yeah. you have to have a switch. Like, I don't want to be coach at home because yep. no, co- no coach is following the other kids home, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I have to do a better job at that. Like, sometimes, you know, we had a 14-hour car ride home from North Carolina where they didn't really perform to what was expected. And I kind of got in the car. I was like, all right, I can talk to them. I'll have them watch their matches for the first hour. So they can tell me what they're seeing. Yep. And then the next, the next 13 hours, we're going to talk about, you know, squirrel nuts and pizza or something. I don't know. You know, we're Absolutely. Just, you know, get off the subject because you, you can beat it into them too much. And then you, if this isn't fun, it's not worth doing. Exactly. And, and kids sports, sometimes it's a lot of pressure on, you know, 10, 11, 12, 13 year olds that you're like, grownups can't handle the pressure. We're asking some of these kids to handle. And, and it, it's just not, it's not fair to them. We have to, they have to also feel safe um, talking to mom or dad without, Hey, they're going to nitpick everything I did the whole day, you know? I couldn't agree more. So we've gotten Mac and Kane. Um, tell us about the rest of your family. Um, I got Mac. Mac's got a twin sister, Macy. She plays. I didn't know that. I didn't know he was ball. a twin. Yeah. Yep. So Mac is Mac. Mac is not very large. Mac's like what four foot eleven, eighty nine pounds. He's fourteen years old as of last week. His twin sister is five foot seven, one hundred and twenty five pounds. Wow. So she obviously has hit puberty, and Mac has not yet. Um, he, the doctor keeps telling me he's going to be six one, and I, you know, I'm like, hey, when I was fourteen, I was six one and two hundred fifteen <laughs> pounds. So how the hell is this midget going to be six one? And you know, but he says it's going to happen. He's just behind. So I got twin sister, mate, or I got twin Macy. She's like play softball, volleyball. You know, she competes more at like the. Uh, 
you know, travel team level and, yep. you know, plays a lot of middle school sports. She's more well-rounded and a better human than probably the boys are. Um, and then I got Ryan, my oldest, who's a sophomore. Um, she's, she's not, she's not into sports. She's more into like art stuff and stuff like that. And you know what? I'm completely fine with it. She's always like, are you mad at me? Cause I don't like sports. I'm like, I don't care as long as you have something you love. Yeah. As long as you have a reason to wake up in the morning, I don't give a shit what it is. Yeah. But you have to have a purpose in life or it's hard to wake up. Exactly. You know, she, she has wife, Chris, uh, she played softball at South Dakota, was friends with Dontrell's first wife. Um, yeah. Uh, we've been together since she had my sophomore year of college, junior year of college. So long. I mean, she, She'd know what your marriage were on. It's got to be in the low twenties. Oh, I'm not sure. Damn it, Trevor. Um, it's in the low twenties for sure, but I don't know where. Um, and yeah, we live down south Indianola, and you know, got a couple dogs and a pond, and kids like fish in the backyard, and you know, kind of live the the Warren County hillbilly life when we're home, and just play around and you know, have a good time, I guess. Nothing wrong with that, brother. So I, I think I know the answer to this next question, but I, I still want to hear you say it. Um, tell us someone who's had an impact on your life. Um, I mean, a lot of people. Uh, like I said, Nick, and Coach Nickerson and, and McCain and uh, college coaches, you know. Um, my wife makes me a better human. Without, I told you, you I, I told her, you know, if, if you die, you, you know these kids are fucking going to be insane. If they're left to me, they're going to be completely nuts. But, you know, she's the best part of – she's, you know, we're a team raising kids and whatever, but she's the best part of it. I'm just the one that's brought in when kids aren't listening, I guess. Uh, so that's kind of my answer. Nick, my wife, I, and <laughs> I I agree with that, and I think any man that can come on and, and, and say that their wife – we all know our wives make us better. Like, they are the softer yeah. side. They are the human side. They are honestly the the smarter and rational side that keep yep. that keep the the everything in check. Like man, I know I this house would fall apart without my other other half, and and it sounds like you're that way too. Oh yeah, we'd be living in the shop down by the pond because I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't need a whole house. We just right. need somewhere to lay down. You know. <laughs> All right. Um. What do you do these days for fun? And I, I think I know the answer to this one too. Not a lot. I mean, probably sit in this parking lot or, or you know, go to tournaments. You know, North Carolina, we travel all over the country. Um, we don't, you know, don't wrestle a lot of times in Iowa. Most of the time we're out of the state. Uh, we're going, we've been to North Carolina super preseason last week. Uh, we'll be in Oklahoma here in about two weeks. Um, that's kind of. I'm a carpenter. I can't afford to take vacation and do the tournaments. So the tournaments sure. are vacation. I'll yeah. put it that way. <laughs> All right. So let me, let me pose this question to you. He Mac gets an offer from Penn state and Iowa. Which school is he going to? He'll go be a hawk. Yeah. You choose brands over Sanderson. Um, yeah, we've had both of them in the room in the last month. And, uh, the way Tom was to, with the kids uh, was a little more uh, – Sanderson was a little more quieter, you know. Um, yeah. But, I mean, my kids, they grew up in Iowa. You know, they got a bunch of buddies going to Iowa. I'm sure 
Kane, the little one, says he's playing football at Ohio State. He said, I'm not oh. wrestling college. You know that. I okay. said, you need to gain about 200 pounds, so we'll see <laughs> if that works out. But, you know, um, it, it would be Hawks for sure. It would be Hawks for sure. Okay. Um, what are you listening to music-wise these days, or is it just podcasts? I just listen to a ton of podcasts. I mean, everything from, you know, Rogan, King and the Sting, uh, you know, these conspiracy ones. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, if I'm listening to music, I'd say I don't really listen to music. I used to a lot, you know, being on construction sites, you always have a radio going. Yeah. But then you also have people fighting about what channel it's going to be on. And that's when I started to throw in headphones and just listen to podcasts. Yeah. All right. Tell us something uh, that we wouldn't know about you. Uh, I told my I tell my kids this. The last time I cried was watching the Mighty Ducks. I'm not sure why that uh, Charlie <laughs> Bombay or whatever it is, but Gordon oh. Bombay. There's something about the freaking Mighty Ducks. That's a of, great move. Of all the answers I've got to that question um, from people, that one has to be one A. Um, it's the Mighty Ducks, bud. Gordon Bombay. He does it every time. <laughs> I, I didn't see that coming. Um, you ready to play a little rapid fire? Yeah, I can try, but we'll see. All right. Chocolate or vanilla? Chocolate. Always. Summer or winter? Winter. Really? I'm 330 pounds, dude. I ain't <laughs> built to eat. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, cats or dogs? Dogs. I hate cats. Yeah. Twizzlers or red vines? I've never had a red vine. Man, you people are so uncultured. Well, I, I saw I, I saw Lisa went and bought some today. She yeah. said, but I can't even tell you the last time I had a Twizzler. I don't like candy. I'd rather have more chew. All right. Damn it. Nike or Under Armour? Uh, Asics. Ah, wrestling. Okay. Taco John's or Taco Bell? Taco John's. Yeah, I think that's a default. I do like some of the stuff Taco Bell has, but being a Roosevelt guy, like Taco John's is, there's no nothing like a potato Olay. Yeah, I went to the Indianola Taco Bell a couple weeks ago, and they were out of beef, so I kind of lost what? faith. What? Like, how do you, they, so you have chicken. They're like, yeah. I'm like, well, then I'm going to drive to Taco John's eight doors away. So, that's yeah, unbelievable. Taco, no beef, no beef. All right, I, that's head shaking. Yeah. So Mexican or Italian? Mexican. Coke or Pepsi? Uh, Mountain Dew. Okay. McDonald's or Burger King? I'd rather not eat either one. Agreed. Our I, logo? I would, if I had to choose a cheeseburger, I'm going to the Bops. Yes, there you go. See, that is that is the tops. If you're doing fast food and you're gonna do a burger, Bebops is the only way to go. If you have it a choice. Is, yeah, for and if if it's gonna be that level of fast food, yes, yeah. Bebops is right in there. And you gotta get the chocolate shake to wash it down. <laughs> I don't do well with ice cream. I just get a chicken sandwich to wash down the cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's fair. Our logo or Teddy on the horse? Uh I probably, I actually like the helmets better with nothing on them. We had them with nothing on them for a few games where it looked like Penn State. I actually like that better, but I'd probably say the R. Yeah. eBay or Amazon? 
try to buy more stuff on Amazon because I don't want to buy other people's problems. Yeah. The Goonies or Back to the Future? Ooh. I'll go with Goonies. Good call. Ice Cube or Dre? Frank Cube. Yeah. Pearl Jam and Nirvana. Eminem would be up there for sure. Eminem's not bad. Pearl Jam or Nirvana. I'd say Pearl Jam. There you go. Hot or mild? Oh, as hot as you can get it. <laughs> That's I knew that was coming. Steak or chicken? Steak. I'm, I don't I, unless it's a chicken wing. I'm not touching it. Really? No, I don't. Chicken. Now nah, I'll eat chicken wings. That's about it. Other than that, I want four legs on my meat. All right. All right. Donkey Kong or Pac Man? <laughs> Donkey Kong. Batman or Superman? Uh, I'll say Superman because that's I got. Yeah, we'll go Superman. NFL or college football? Way more passion in college. Yeah. Uh, NFL, like it's the best athletes in the world, but it, it's at college. It's just the passion of college football, you know. The bands. Like, when Virginia Tech comes into that stadium to enter Sandman, and the whole thing's bouncing. Yeah. Or, you know, some of those college stadiums, when they get rocking, it's incredible. And that does not happen in the NFL. Well, it's I mean, very it's very hard for the common man to go to an, a, a full NFL season anymore. Like, it's you pick a, oh. a, a game to go to. Yeah, if you got a family of four, you're picking a game like every three years. Right. <laughs> Captain Crunch or Cocoa Puffs? I don't think I've ever had either. Oh, No. No, like I told you, I was raised by hippies. I didn't have a Snickers till I was like seventeen. <laughs> and then you had them, and then you had them all. Yeah, I mean, we just, yeah, I, I don't think cinnamon toast crunch. We got some of that at home. That stuff's pretty good. Absolutely, it's the milk is the best had. part. Cinnamon toast crunch is pretty goddamn good. Yeah. All right, I'm surprised by that. Casey's are come and go. Oh, Casey's. I, I, I accrue enough Casey's points. I could probably buy a truck at the end of the year. <laughs> a Casey's truck. Yeah. If, if they had, if that was an option instead of 87 free pizzas, I could probably <laughs> get a new truck out of Casey's. Uh, Jordan or LeBron. Kobe. Uh, I would take that. I would take that. I, I just listened to a book that was written by the trainer that trained Jordan and then trained Kobe. Was it Grover? Tim Grover? Yeah, Tim Grover. His book is freaking awesome. If you He's haven't listened man. to that, read, listen to that book or read that book. Him explaining the differences between them. Um, but also, you know, they're both super competitors, but the, the differences between them is also very interesting. That's a really good audio book. Okay, I'm going to write that down because I do want, I know about Tim Grover. I'll send you. I'll send you a link here yeah. tonight to that book I, I listen to a lot of books on tape through to Audible because you can just breeze through a fifteen-hour book in you know a day and a half. Yeah. All right, math or science? Math. I use math every day. I yeah. never thought I would, but everything I do now is you know geometry, basically. All right, Pizza Bob's or Lost Planet. Lost Planet. I, I've never been a big, big uh, crowd person, or a lot of people touching me. I get irritated. <laughs> All right. Um, so you know how the next question works. You have three people you can bring to dinner. 
I was thinking about that today, and that's a hard one because I'm very. Uh, I know you're not a Patriots fan. I would probably want to talk to Bill Belichick. Yeah. Um, like I said, one of my buddy, my college buddies played there, and you know he always said he he's not not a very interesting person to talk to personally, but just to sit down and I want to talk to people that understand what separates like the top 1%. Right. You know, what that meant. So, you know, it'd be like Belichick, um, you know, maybe, you know, maybe Tom Brands, um, trying to think of somebody else that would fit into that. You know, Gable? Just the, yeah, Gable, um, that's just so it's so removed at this point, you know. Sure, sure. Like, like maybe you know, Gable Stevenson. Uh, yeah, there you go. Minnesota that just won the Olympics, you know. Like, what? Why does his brain? Because there's other guys on Earth that are that athletic, but what makes them? What makes Jordan or Kobe or or what makes Gable Stevenson or Dan Gable? What makes them that much better than who's around them? Because it's all mental. Those wanna, dudes are I able love, to I slow the I sport love to down. Yeah, yeah. They're able to slow the sport down in their minds somehow where they can see things and visualize it before anyone else does. And it's just yeah. on a whole different level. Like, it, as a common person, it, I there's no way to even understand it. But, well, that's what I talk about with Brady, you know, is like he's not – physically he's nothing different than anybody else in the NFL, any quarterback. He's probably less than 50% of the quarterbacks. But Agreed. he crosses – he processes information at a higher rate of speed than anybody else does. Yep. And uh, I guess after you see it for 22 years, you also have a lot of information to process. But All right. Uh, those are good answers, and I'll take all those. Um, okay. <laughs> I passed any, my test. Absolutely. Any alums that you want to hear on? Um, Like you said, like Nick Sumsky, um the people, like the people that I see around town or that I know, you know, I think they'd be interested to talk to, but I think it's more the people that I don't run into that I'd love to hear from. So yeah, I haven't really, um, I haven't thought too much about that one. Well, you got my number if you ever want to shoot me one, because I'm always down. Hey, you, you, you talked to him today on Facebook, Chester Carnell. I know I'm trying like, so I've sent him a message and it won't, the way that I get a hold of these people is through Facebook messenger, but uh, not a lot of them, they have different settings. And so it doesn't yeah. go through. So some of them never get the message I send. So yeah, then I'm left. The juggernaut would be interesting to talk to. Agreed. That, some of his posts, like I, I want to go run through a brick wall just after he talks. I'm like, it's like a warrior poet. It's like a yes. samurai poet. Like you're just like, what the? how did he learn to speak like this? Cause I'm Jack now, you know? And yeah. I, and if, I think it would be awesome to talk. And to if him. he's listening, Chester, reach out to me. I want to, ha- I want to get you on the, the, the podcast, but people want to hear from you and you have a oh, great story. We all want to hear for sure. That that's one that really jumps off to me is, is, is listening to Carnell. Good call. Um, <laughs> all right. So as we wrap this up, bud, um, Anything you want to get off your chest or, or tell us about or reveal? I don't, I don't have much to reveal. Um, uh, like I, a lot of people have said it, and I told you earlier, I mean, I just think this is a great thing you're doing. It 
it gives me another hour of podcasts every two days to kind of catch up with somebody and the long form conversation like you're doing. Um, it's way better than just running into somebody at a quick trip. Hey, what are you doing? Running the ball softball, you know, and right. we actually get to hear from people and learn about them and, and, you know, uh, just, just uh, kind of keep the community together, you know, and, it's been a long time, but we all still have that core from walking around, you know, walking those halls, sitting in those yes, parking lots, you know, throwing shit off the bridge. But <laughs> not all um, of us were there for that. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. Um, but yeah, it, it's awesome what you're doing. Um, and just keep doing it because I enjoy it. And I think a lot of people are listening and yeah, you're going to have to keep digging deeper and finding more and more people. And, yeah. you know, I'll, if I come up with somebody in my head, like, I want to hear about this dude. I'll text you, but I do appreciate you having me on. And uh, it, it was a good time. It was a pleasure having you on, but I, I was trying to get you on early and I'm glad you uh, came around. And, and I know the listeners out there are, are glad as well. So uh, yeah. thanks for the time. Drive careful, bud, because you do a lot of it. And, yeah, uh, yeah. I got another two hours of practice, so I'm good till about nine, and then I'll start heading south. Wow. <laughs> all right, man. Damn. You fight. Keep fighting the good fight, all right? All right, buddy. Hey, we'll have to get together sometime since you don't live too far. Absolutely. I'm always down. All right, bud. We'll see you. See you, Trev. Bye. Later.